Hello there and welcome to Live 95's Halloween special podcast. <laughs> Was that scarily spookily <laughs> enough for you? <laughs> so it's Fiona Madigan and myself, Nadia Sackney. And Fiona, you unwittingly got me involved in your shenanigans <laughs> for the Halloween special. Um, I like to think wittingly. <laughs> yeah, okay, wittingly. Yeah. I tried to be witty about stuff. Well, you were in fairness. Um, and I was a little bit sceptical because the hypocrisy is that I don't really believe in that stuff. At the same time, as we will discuss, I did turn out to be a little bit of a chicken <laughs> thing. So listen, you have planned a lovely evening for us, Fiona, at Castle Guard Castle. Um, a, hist- a castle with lots of history. Um, this all came about because for a long time you have been very interested in all things ghostly, spirited, um, and, you know, all yes. the stories around that and especially, obviously, Halloween is when these things come to the fore. And yes, I love Halloween. Halloween, or Samhain, is the time of year when the veils between this world and the other world are believed to be at their thinnest. When the spirits of the dead could mingle with the living once again. So what better time to do a seance? Then at right? that time. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, if we want to get into that, you know, nexus, that's the time to do it. Um, and that's what you did. So you had met a David Thompson who owns... And I dragged you along. You dragged me along. And David Thompson owns a castle called Castle Guard out in Kappa Moor. Yes. Um, and you, through having met him previously heard some very fascinating stories relating to the castle. I interviewed David Thompson for Heritage Week to talk about his beautiful castle. I saw the photographs of Castle Guard Castle online and I thought, wow, what an amazing castle. Thorough gentleman. He came into the studio and I interviewed him here. And as we were talking, he started telling me a couple of ghost stories. And I thought, this is very interesting. Now, in the meantime, I also know a very interesting couple who have a paranormal research company called Ghost Era Mm -hmm. Anthony and Jen they're based in Kerry but they're Munster's number one paranormal research team. So if you ever want to get a good team they're the team to get. Absolutely so I contacted Anthony and I contacted David Thompson and I contacted your good self Nadia. Yeah. And I assembled a team of ghost hunters to go to Castle Guard Castle in Capamore to see if we could meet anyone of yeah. the spirit world down there. So ideally then, because you had spoken to David, you already had an inclination about who you might like or hope to connect with. Yes. And... Yeah, okay. So basically, when I was researching Capamore Castle, the oldest part of the castle was built by the last High King of Munster, mm-hmm. Donal Moore O'Brien. So I had it in my mind. I was like, I want to go down and see if we can bring up this guy and, you know, see if there was any anything interesting, any dirt to dig on that. So what we did find was something that I wasn't expecting. We um we made contact with somebody from the eighteen hundreds. Well, firstly though, let's let's just premise it first of all because yeah. David is a, a lovely uh, he's got lovely dulcet tones. He's he's a very good storyteller. So we mm-hmm. do have the first story about I suppose when we first went out who we might be connecting with, and he told a story um about the lady in silk. So yes. how about we play that first so that our listeners can get an idea about this ghost that has been seen. Uh, I was sleeping in the room that we're going to go into, uh, the morning room as we call it, 
and she heard this clanking down the stairs and um, she came out to investigate and here was a woman dressed up in silk with a chain on her leg standing at the, coming down the stairs at the bottom and I'd say my mother never recovered uh, for the rest of her life she got such a shock really? And, um, so the just, question is why are, they, why are you haunting my family? <laughs> why are you showing up? no she's, she's uh, but she, she, she really did it, so I didn't, didn't see her. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to see her. Okay, so a lot of history about yeah. the lady in silk and obviously his She's, mother. She, yes, yeah, the was... lady in silk is like the famous ghost of the castle. That's the one that the many, castle is known yeah, for. Yeah, and many yeah. have seen, including his, obviously, mm-hmm. his mum, who wasn't well for it afterwards. traumatised. Yeah. So that was Poor the first woman. story that we heard. So mm. I was taking all this in because obviously, you know, when you're there, these are the spirits that you're hoping that might, you know, appear. The second story we're going to hear is one that kind of had me a little bit, you know, the hairs on your back of your neck kind of rising. Um, and that was basically about David himself. So obviously passing on stories, fair enough, but they are obviously passed on. But this was from the horse's mouth himself. And this is the important story, actually. This is the one that I think links up to everything that we discovered in the night. Do you want to play it now? Yeah, let's play it. Cool. <clears throat> the first sort of thing I knew about ghosts, I suppose, here was... Uh, the locals now, unfortunately, they're all dead when I wanted to find out more about yeah. it. Uh, at our front gate, there was an apparition and nobody would walk that road at night. And um, that was the first one. And secondly, then, my father had a, a lovely set of books and he sold them. And the minute they left, the windows and doors all rattled at night. And uh, he turned around and... The only change was the books had gone, so he went and bought them back at a big price. Yeah. And the minute they came back again, it was all silent. Oh, wow. Amazing. And then, of course, I, I uh, had my own <laughs> experience um, in the way that I was shooting with Billy Madden down in the marsh, and I came up the Gertevala Boreen at about 6 o'clock, plenty of light, and uh, he was smoking his pipe, and he sat back on the ditch and I got on the push bike and freewheeled down to our back gate. And I was closing the back gate and the fellow came out of the lodge and oh, we chatted for 20 minutes, half an hour, I don't know. But he knew every bird's nest and every fox's den. And I said, God, how the devil is this? So um, he, uh, uh, he said, good luck then, and went off up the road. And there's a field up there called Corrigine and there's a door a gate opening onto the main road, another gate opening onto the Gertavalaborean in the far corner. And so I got on the push bike anyway and was coming up the back. Suddenly I started shaking and my hair stood up. I was sweating and I was freezing and I couldn't ride a bike. So it took me ages anyway to walk home and I sat on the edge of the bed all night, went down and milked the cows in the morning and my father used to take them to the creamery. And I said, look... Um, uh, you know, could you ever check the lodge? I said, it's meant to be locked. A fellow came out there last night and I told him about it. So he came back and he said, hey, you've really gone crackers this time. He says, there's no, no way is there anything there. They said, it's locked. So anyway, I met Billy Madden then the next day and I said, Billy, they all think I've gone crackers above. And he says, why, what's wrong? So I told him, ah, oh, shit, jeepers, he says, He's the ghost from Tor. She often comes over here. And in fact, he hopped over the gate in front of me as I was going home. 
So broad daylight. Yeah. No. No. Well. Yeah. It was darkening a bit by the time that. But yeah, broad daylight. He'd, he'd, he'd seen him. They all. Everybody seemed to know him. And wow. he he'd, wow. he had drowned himself Is that a bass? outside. It could be. Um, <laughs> there are the bats yeah. around. Oh, there are bats. Oh, yeah. Lovely, beautiful little creatures. Okay, so that was David, <laughs> and he had a little guest making appearance there towards the end. Um, um, I kind of lost lost control of my recorder at the end when I saw the bats. Oh, lovely Very little creatures. Lovely little creatures. I love that about him as well, though. He's so calm about it all. It's like, yes, they're just part of the castle. And of course, you know, adding to that whole spirit of while we're there and everything else. So, okay, so that was the second story. Yeah. And that was about, what obviously... haunted castle is complete without some bats? Like, exactly. And he's got a conservation he's grant got for the, them. He's got the trifecta. He's got the lady in silk. He's got the man of the river. And he's got the bats. Yeah. What more could you want? So, um, obviously, very sad story about mm. the man who entered the river. Okay? Yes. Uh, the black... The, 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 the Dead River, even, was it? The Dead River, yeah. What so, a name. I presume it was named that after the, yeah. the situation, or after the event. Um, so, okay, so so we had those stories going in, mm-hmm. and then Ghost Era got to working. Yes. Okay, so do you want to give a bit of background about this guy who, who entered the river, or do you want to do that, like... We can do it now. Okay. But for me, I think that is the story that sums up the whole seance. I feel... It laid the foundation for what comes next. Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. So the story of the guy that went into the river, he was Hugh O'Grady. Hugh O'Grady was the son of Waller O'Grady and Waller O'Grady was the man who originally bought the castle in the 1800s. David Thompson is his direct descendant. Hugh O'Grady, he had a wayward stepsister, quote unquote. After returning home from visiting his sister who married in England, he brought his wayward stepsister home from England to mind her. He failed when she went pregnant to the coachman and so was sent to an asylum in Stafford where she had a daughter. Hugh visited her and then when he came home, He was under such disgrace that he committed suicide. He went into the dead river at the old bridge by Dillon's and his wife was pregnant at the time and she had a son and that was David Thompson's great uncle. Okay. So I think, I feel like that what what we're going to hear in the seance and what happened, the contact that we made, I think that that all has to do with the son of Waller O'Grady who committed suicide at the age of 34. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when we went to the castle, obviously, um, Ghost Error were there. There was a few of us as well. And the first thing they obviously have to do is begin the proceedings um, in whatever way they do it or whatever the formality is. Obviously, we we were there, so we heard what they did and it was time to start the seance. Yes. And there was many different elements, down actually. Down to business. Down to business. So the seance part, well, I don't know. Technically, the first thing that happened was they got out um, a board that my mother would have <laughs> warned me from every corner of the house never to engage in, which I would call the Ouija board. Okay. Yes. But before he did that, they he obviously... It was, they, were, they were calling it a talking board. A talking board, now, yeah. Can I just make a point at this particular stage right on the night of the seance I touched the Ouija board I touched the talking board Mm -hmm. Nadia did not yeah I lost my voice (laughs) Nadia did not and the whole point of doing all of this 
was so that we could deliver something on air. Uh-huh. And I find it ironic that I'm the one that lost my voice and you're in perfect well, fettle. maybe it's because the spirit, you know, is still with you. And, you know, that could be something there to it. That is, that is exactly <laughs> Whereas how I, I feel. Whereas I try to not engage. That's I'm kind exactly of a hypocrite, though. It's kind of funny because I was telling my sister this. I was like, I'm such a hypocrite because I was like, I don't believe... I'm not touching the board. <laughs> <laughs> and then when it was like holding hands, I shall not be holding anybody's hand. Mm-hmm. I will just stay back over here and I will watch from a distance. But anyway, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to play the opening of that seance. And that is where Anthony begins the proceedings. Mm-hmm. Here's how it went. So these are kind of, these are called description cards. Now we do the science bit as well. We measure and do environmental based testing before we do an investigation. But because we're going straight into it there, um, We'll just stick to the sort of spiritual side on this side. Mm-hmm. Things, just leave that there. So. Have any of you participated in a paranormal event or? I have. Yes. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll do a quick um, just uh, welcome them in. Okay. Okay, you've got some, got some talk, and there's one of each there, isn't there? Okay. Uh, I'm going to start off um, calling in any energies. Any spirits, any spirit guys coming forward? My name's Anthony. You just call out your names, didn't you? I'm Hannah, Nadia, Noreen, Jodie, David, Fiona, and Jennifer. And we also have Hazel in the house, and is it Jake and? Jock and Jake. Jock and Jake, yeah, as well. Um, so, yes, uh, we're here to talk to you, commune with you, if there's any spirits present. Now, this might be unfamiliar to you. If you're talking to our spirit guides, you can mediate with them and talk to them as well. And we'll go through each experiment um, clearly and well, as quickly as we can now. So this is a wooden instrument. It's like a, a square kind of triangle, I think it's a trapezium, kind of shaped instrument. And we're going to place our finger, our index finger, probably two or three of us on it, on this device. The aim of it is either for you spirits to come forward or maybe push it or to come through us and push it, or maybe just to be do, to do with our unconsciousness, communicating with your unconsciousness to go towards, to push it to any direction you feel comfortable on. Now, on the board, we have a board. This is radio purposes. <laughs> we have a compass. We have a round board with compass points and secondary compass points. So we have north, south, east and west. We have north, west, north, east, south, west and south. West. On top of the board is 12, I think 12 cards. I think there's 12 cards. 13. 13 cards, and each of them has a description on them, a wording and a symbol. So we have uh, marriage, murder, food, birth, burials, doorways, negative energy, heat, feeble, active area, most active area, cold, positive energy, and deaths. Now I'll probably get Jennifer. And so I would. No. I'm okay. 
using the glass in the centre. Okay, it's gone well. So that's about, that's off the board by 20 metres. We're going to pull it back to centre, so it's off in that direction, so it's north. Okay, just going to see if it's any further north. As in distance. Okay, it's gone to around about 15, 15.5 metres that way, towards that way. So, probably, can you move the planchette towards N if that is, if you're talking about the distance or these, this particular area over here, disparate? Can you move the glass to N if that's correct? If it's towards that distance? Okay, it's towards that direction anyway. It's the direction of the house. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Well, like that. yeah, well, yeah well, we've got a direction. Straight now, to the castle, yeah. So marriage, we have marriage now as well. Can you tell us marriage? It has, I know it's got, well, most people associate this with two people. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but can you tell us, can, can you tell us this bit? It might have another meaning as well. It might need uh, a contract. Can you tell us this bit? Where does this happen in this building? By moving the planchette? In particular area. Southwest. Now it's gone way over there, so it's way off. It's outside of the building. Okay. Um, we're going to go with deaths. Now, can you tell us, using the planchette on the distance measurement board, in the direction where, where this happened and the amount of distance there's numerals on the board okay so this has gone to over 20, 20 meters so what we know now is that David doesn't have to worry about anything <laughs> <laughs> but it's shown that there's it's probably this experiment I know it's kind of a it's kind of basic experience but which this experiment shows is that we're talking to, to probably events or situations to spirits that have given information to stuff that has happened away from here. So there's actually more significant events that are happening away from this particular area that we're in. <coughs> so um, that concludes that experiment there. Now we can move on to another experiment. Cool. Do you want, do you want so that kind of implies that all the positive active area is towards the castle. The marriage may have happened in the southwest, which points to Limerick to me. Could be, could be, uh, yeah, it could be anything. Marriage, could be, uh, as I said, it could be a contract. Could be uh, mm -hmm. between two well, clans know, apart. First of all, Waller O'Grady married mm. Massey, mm. and I know they have the thing here now. Okay. Um, and the, this, this, uh, I'd say, it was built after the marriage. They got married, and they opened this place in eighteen twenty-three. You know, the extra mm -hmm. building. Right. So um, that's why. Now the thing is, so as well. Sorry for as well. As you say, it's only twenty meters. So you know, it could have just happened on the, the okay. very much ground. Yeah. So, yeah. And as you said, twenty oh, meters. Linda's wedding was it? Oh yeah. right. <laughs> is that your daughter? Yeah. Daughter. Okay. And, uh, we put up a marquee, huge marquee. Okay. Well, there you Fair. go. And there we go. There we go. It's all positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All positive. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, and then we got, as you said, towards the north is the positives of something significantly good stuff happening down there, uh, towards the north, which is, as, as you said, towards the tower house. 
and and then the deaths is probably over towards the southeast. And you know, I don't know if there's burials and all that kind of way there, you know, and uh, south southeast it's usually bottom, but east west east west, isn't it? Yes, yes. Mm. So, but you know, yeah. So that's twenty meters down that way anyway. So. Um, we'll move on to the next experiment, which will probably be the spirit box. Should we do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. You were, you were saying tower house there. Definitions. I was saying the castle is this is built for the family. Oh. This was built for the family, so it is a genuine castle, unlike all oh. castles in Ireland, which are tower houses. I agree with you. Okay. But this isn't a tower house. Okay. So it's a castle. I, I, live, I live in a bungalow, two-story. <laughs> I, I live in a three-story bungalow. That was a joke, I don't know anybody else. Put pockets out for drips. I've been walked up steps in ages, I don't know. It's good exercise, though. Oh, it is, yeah. I'm going to put those in there for the time being. Do you want to try that? That's interesting. Is that what you wanted to do next? We might do. We might now do. I, I suppose one thing is that we might do is the, is the talking board, which I don't know if it's up to yourself. It's the Ouija board. I don't know if anybody wants to do this there, if you want. But we could ask for, since it's all good. Mm-hmm. It seems we got it's positive, all, positive, it's all yeah. happy people there, uh, energies there, that we can ask. Sorry, now my just keep you yeah. on that microphone. <laughs> that we can ask um, for four positive words. And four negative words for what the spirit recognises to them. So we want to find out, as we, as we said, I was talking to Fiona the other day, with our names. As a child, we familiar ourselves with our names in the sign of danger. So if you ran out on the road, you get your name called out. It alerts your consciousness. And there's particular words that we like, and there's particular words we don't like, you know. Um, we're going to see if the spirit... If we're talking to an intelligent entity, then their consciousness is supposed to wake and be at certain times. Now, if they're unconscious, we need to see what can make them conscious. So whether these positive or negative words, if we call them out, or if they come up on a box, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> well, see if there's any connection, uh, any validation towards it. You okay? Okay, there we go. The talking board's gone off. <laughs> That's paranormal. <laughs> um, so we do that. We'll ask for four positive words, four negative words, as in negative words that they feel aren't, that, that strikes a, a bad memory to them, maybe. Um, I just want to say that I've never felt more Halloweenish in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so That's good. We can go with That's this. Good. We can go with this. That we're fine. Think we just repaired that table. That we <laughs> 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 time, David. That's the universe looking after the whole situation. <laughs> so, no. what we have here, we have an oval-shaped uh, board with the pancha again is on top and be in the middle. And we have the alphabet from A to Z and yes and no words and numbers from zero to nine. And we're going to ask the spirit world, we'll find out hopefully the name and the year hopefully where the spirit is, originates from. Um, I know it might as well originate on our plane in this year. But we're going to ask first for, f- I got for three positive words. First, now does anybody, is anybody, do I? Carry on with this, Noreen? Noreen? You want to carry oh, on? Oh, yeah, yeah. Jen? Yeah. I've done it before. Yeah. I've honestly, everything is fine. Oh, yeah. It's cardboard. 
So David, there's my finger on it. Yes, yes, you can no more. No, no, David. So we're asking any energies to come forward to our spirit guides to mediate and communicate and to give us five, three words. You can give us the first word and then go back to center. Shouted out love, <laughs> that will get a positive reaction from yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, can you use another two for maybe something to do with your own personal life on this realm that we're on? S. T. Sorry, was that you? Sometimes people's stomachs can make a moan, and we have to just make sure these things, you know, because uh, you do hear noises like that, like moans or stuff like that. Can you give us one last word, dear spirit? B. O. Positive word. No, I think it's too far. I can take him up. X. X. call these out soon enough maybe we'll do a little service near the end uh, which will probably just dim the lights we can have one that I got a flashlight there that might be just a bit more dimmer um, and we can ask the spirits to come forward through that now can you tell us I'm not sure Holly can you tell us what your name is actually no sorry how are you doing what have you been doing today M for So, another couple of questions that we'll ask before we go on to some obviously is the um, the obvious one there. But can you tell us? Um, do you feel comfortable there? 
No, I just I need you over here. Oh yes, sorry. Yeah. Did the spirit say uh, making bread? Yes. So that's what they've been doing today. Like you know. That spirit. Yeah. Was making bread. Yeah. So we don't know if in our realm, as in they're living their life. Apparently, spiritualists and spiritualists, some people would say these spirits have another life that they're actually doing stuff, and we can't see them. Our brain is incapable of noticing them, sensing them, perceiving them, and they're still doing their daily life. Or whether we're in a different time, time is only... Could that spirit be giving a message for someone here? It, it could, we, we'll, we'll probably see. Now, it's, I, I suppose we can only go by what the question was asked, mm. as in uh, what, what they were doing, doing today. Yeah. No, but my aunt died some years ago, and she yeah. was always making bread. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I went to a psychic, yeah. and they said, there's a woman here and making bread. Okay. So I just <laughs> said, wow. Well, no. Okay, so we don't know. We don't know. We see we have... I got a chill on that. We don't, but yeah. That's a good thing, a chill. Like, you know, it can be uh, things that you could have spirit guides around, could be with you now. You know, we just don't know. Like, what, yeah. what we'll find that we'll see now and yeah. you know, yeah. shortly there. I'm reading a book at the moment, which is amazing. Yeah. And this fellow was doing research into the sky above, okay. and the, he was getting energy from various planets. Yeah. And uh, uh, it, heart, heart, mm. and heart heat. Okay. It was and he was taken off up on uh, the magic of a butterfly laying a tiny egg, getting a cocoon, catching, becoming a cocoon, right. and then hatching out in beautifully coloured wings and everything. How does this happen? Yes. And uh, this butterfly apparently, with this energy thing, yes. took him up into planets above, and I'm just halfway through it. The foster, the imaginary, you know, yeah. uh, the spiritual thing, and, and mm. dropped into various things on the planets and so forth. It's extremely. It is. Mm-hmm. I suppose since we're all trying to explore. So maybe these spirits. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know. They might be reading what you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just watch what you read, David. <laughs> but as I said, it's, yeah. there's, there's, uh, it's been known that in the spiritualism yeah. that there's different levels that we go on to yeah. ascend into the higher. Uh, nirvana as they say you know mm-hmm. um, what we'll ask now as well is um, I suppose the most evidence we're going to try and get probably an occupation a year and a name if that's more clear this person okay. can do sure. us that so we can, prob- we can probably change your well we can keep this you up for connecting yeah, back absolutely, on again. yeah. so dear spirits we're going to ask you uh, first of all, what is your occupation? What is your main way of income? Now, it might not be main way of income. It might be your profession, uh, something that you do as a living from day to day. M for Michael. H. E. Mother. Sorry, that was me again. Mother. Charles. We've got a mother in the room. So that went to M O T H E R, mother. Okay, so we're going to ask Do you have children? Three. Three. 
and do were they uh, born by you? Yes, just to be sure. And the, if you can ask us what period are you from, as in time? Let's go One. Eight. Five, six, eight, fifty-six. Okay. Mm. And with due due respect, Russian Harry, Clive Sanadet. What is your name? Jane. I keep forgetting that letter. What's that? What's that one? J. J. A. N for Nick. E. E. And can you tell us your family name? As in your surname, second name. F. O. S. T. Jane Foster. Jane Foster. From 1856. 1856. Okay, f thank you, Jane. Um, thank you for talking to us. We, we ourselves, we from different kind of occupations. Mine's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will we press it. We'll go on to another experiment, which, which doesn't involve a board. It's going to involve a box, which is a, like a it's it's, an, it's, an, it's a new type of device. It's radio, and you can supposedly you can use your voice to come forward on the airwaves, same as what the lads do, Fiona and all that. <laughs> but you can talk through the airwaves, and we're going to see. We're going to load the lights down. We're going to see if we can get your name, and also use the positive words to see if you can come forward. So I might just take a break just for two minutes, Rob. So, so you can carry on recording yeah. if you want there. Yeah, we'll carry on recording, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. Foster, 
56. Yeah. Uh, three children, was it? Three children. Three children. Yeah. And was she the one that was making the bread? No, I, don't, I suppose. Uh, no, I've got. Okay, so he mentioned good, happy energy. <laughs> um, I would call it more trepidatious in the room <laughs> because everyone was like, what's going on? What's going on? He was obviously setting the mood, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and engaging with the paranormal or whoever might be listening and that was present within that vicinity. So the first thing obviously he did was bring out that board and um, it was very interesting that certain things came up. Mm-hmm in the midst of asking questions. So obviously, Nothing that I expected, like... Now, what I will... The only thing I will say where, where my scepticism comes in is... I don't know whether you're going to use this or not, okay? Because mm-hmm. this is my whole thing about it was that the one thing I was noticing, because obviously you were all putting your fingers on it and it was mm-hmm. moving around, was that Jen mm-hmm. was always present mm-hmm. when when... The thing was being, she never, like, she wasn't partaking in some things, but for that particular thing, she was. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, could you feel a force? I was watching her as well. Yeah. I was watching her as well. And what I noticed was that at one stage, whatever way the planchette was, the, the, the device that was moving, moving. Yeah. At one point, it it did a turn, and it would have been impossible for her to make it turn that way. But can you? Could you? Because obviously, I was too afraid. Even though I'm a skeptic, but I was actually afraid. But like, I'm wondering, what was that like? Pull. What was? What did the force feel like? Did it feel like all of you were like? Like, was there something, an emotion and a feeling or something there that you felt, oh, my God, when I'm not alone. There's a force within. Something like what? At, at one stage, I did there at. at at a couple of stages I did at one stage Anthony mentioned that he was feeling cold and I also did feel cold at that point as well yeah now the only problem that I felt was we couldn't sit down Mm -hmm. and you you couldn't really be comfortable but there was one stage where I was kind of I suddenly felt a tightness around my chest and I was going to say it and suddenly I went, no, do you know what? I think that's just my back is sore from standing <laughs> yeah, for so my long. my back was getting pretty do sore. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I okay. do Okay, well, no, I just wanted to know because I remember watching the movies, it was always like, look at the white of the nail to see mm. <laughs> is there somebody actually controlling it or, you know, having participated, was there that field that you could feel like oh my god this actually does feel like we're yes. completely not in control that it's so something else controlling is, it at once t- the, there was a couple of times where it turned and it was it would have it been impossible for her to have turned wow. it okay so now i'm happy that i didn't yeah. put my finger on it okay so some things so knowing now what we know about the silk lady and the um hue that entered the water uh in my head then i was thinking okay we need to get something based around that history. Yes. And we did. Stuff that came up was um a, a lady. Yes. Made herself known. Yeah. And, and very quickly. It yeah. was she was the first person that came out like straight away there was there was absolutely no hesitation. And again, like if I was making something up, I don't think I would have come up with the name Jane Foster. Yeah. Jane Foster was what came up like I- immediately. Yeah. And 1856. And again, like I say, like, you know, if I had been going down to try and kind of find any anything, I would have been aim- aiming for the 1100s, 1200s. Like, that's how old the castle, castle is. Yeah. 
I wasn't even thinking about the 1800s. I don't like I really don't think anyone else was. Maybe I would say probably considering the history, I'd say David probably had the 1800s in his mind. But okay. David kind of stood back from it. So I like I don't think he, you know, maybe his energy, maybe, you know. Yeah, because he was very involved. He was, but he didn't have his hand, finger on the planchette at the start for the Jane Foster 18th. Oh, for the very first yeah. one he didn't. Okay, okay. So we okay. made straight away on the talking board, we got Jane Foster, 1856. Then we got three words. We got stars, mm-hmm. love and box. Yeah. Now, I've done a little bit of research since. Will I tell you about it? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So first of all, Box, I got nothing yet. Right. Okay. I'll just tell you what I got nothing on. Love, I have my suspicions that this whole thing might be a whole love story, but I don't have enough information on Jane Foster. Okay. So that is my main thing is I want to put a shout out there. Anyone in Limerick whose name is Foster, if you have any information at all about any Fosters from Palace Green, Capamora Dune. Yeah. Let us know, please. Who lived now she wasn't born and she was she was it was eighteen fifty six that she was 28. She was, was 20, age 28, 28 in, in 1856. 1856. Yeah. Okay, that's important to know as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, so it, it then came out that she, this is where it got confusing actually and where Anthony was kind of having to get more pointed with the questions. So she was a mother. Yes. Had three children. And yes. making bread. But then I don't know how it came to it, but then he asked. Maybe more of a childminder. Yeah. But he because wasn't, she did, the, the word mother was spelt out on the board. Yeah. But maybe like that could be in the context of she was being mother because she also said that she was making bread. Mm -hmm. Now, to put it in context, 1856 was just after the Great Famine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about people who've survived a great hunger. Okay. She was being mother and she was minding children inside in the castle. Like that in itself is Jane Foster was a happy person mm-hmm. living in a happy place. And we'd already in the seance, we've we've got it that it was a positive active area that any any spirits that we got in touch with, they were it, there was positive stuff going on. Right. But the stars thing, Nadia, the stars. I googled stars 1956 Limerick. Yeah. And you're not going to believe what came up. The Limerick Observer in 1956 reported that there was a major celestial event in 1956 in the summer. It lasted for three days and a gentleman of highest standing was recorded at the Weir in Corbally. Okay. And he spotted what appeared to be a fire on the top of Keeper Hill to the east in Tipperary. Right. Which is the direction of Capamore. Yeah. And it lasted for three days. And the point of this is that it was taken at the time as a very positive omen. But it was a time... Yeah. Yeah. Seven, seven years of plenty and fatness. There you go. Seven years of plenty and fatness. And after a great hunger like that, how delighted would you be that you got such a good omen? So I feel that 1856 where they were, that it was a time of huge joy and positivity. So now I would ask you, what is heaven to you? To me? Yeah. What's your idea of heaven? Do you believe in the afterlife? I don't know. I'm kind of... You, you, obviously you want to, because you don't want to think that there's just this, because, you know, this planet exactly. is very sad, I think. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. to me, it'd be like something like this, but only good. Yes, exactly. I asked my mother-in-law, 
my lovely mother-in-law, yeah. Noreen, who yeah. came to the seance yeah. with us. I asked her exactly that question and she said exactly the same as you. Happiness, a perfect place. And I said, what is happiness? What is your perfect place? Is it not like, you know, the perfect moment in your life when you have like a moment of absolute joy and intense happiness? And wouldn't that for a girl in the 1850s have been a moment where you're making bread after being through a, f- a phase of your life where there was absolutely no food. You're right there. You're making bread. You've seen stars in the sky and it's a positive omen. And aren't the stars so beautiful? So right now is a little piece of heaven. Okay. Maybe that's where Jane Foster is. She's in her little piece of heaven. Okay. And that's where we contacted yes, her. Yes, 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 yes. And maybe the box could be that it's all boxed up and perfectly packaged. <laughs> Everything or maybe, on. <laughs> or maybe that we were all off our boxes crazy for doing the sales in the first place. Maybe that too. Okay. But this is it, actually, yeah, because I've been in touch with Anthony and David since and Anthony's take on it. Maybe that like, maybe they were lying on wooden boxes looking up at the stars. Okay. And that there was love. Either way, three years before Hugh O'Grady committed suicide. Okay. So it might have been a very happy time. Yes. And when she said... Again, on the talking board, she told us, I have him. Do you remember? Yes. So that, And that could be in reference to, yeah. I okay. have you and he's here and he's yeah. happy with yeah. me. Okay. Wow. Love. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay. So I suppose the last thing we're going to do is, um, I know that you had lots of recordings um, oh, happening. Yeah. The intense in, bit. Yes. So this is my least favourite part, just because white noise and static and all that is obviously not the most and he turned down the lights and he turned down the lights as well so that was this for me was the most disconcerting where I'm like okay the the, the board thing was like fascinating to watch the holding you guys holding hands to see you know what was he hoping for that with the holding hands part that we'd all be friends to be for that or was that also the, that was a radio frequency was it that we had to hold hands to see could yes. you summon a spirit through the frequency yes oh yeah okay. exactly yeah, but, so. but then we put our hands on the table again we just held hands for a little while yes. until our palms got sweaty <laughs> um, okay so we're going to play that and we are warning in advance that it is obviously staticky noise it's really, pretty intense it's pretty intense in between yeah. but you can see first of all if you're hearing anything unusual while you listen to it because we did pick up some weird sounds so just see if you can hear it as yeah, well and then we can discuss okay here we go okay. so this is called a portal it's connected to a device which is scanning the airways and it's on a sweep so it's going at a different speed so um, we're going to put it, probably put it up to some people say it's an audio pareidolia that we actually you know how we see things you know like clouds faces and clouds and this is like you know hearing sounds in the wind you know voices in the wind you know and more than any other experience that you have in the paranormal whether it's to do with an autos- whether it's to do with an autos- state of consciousness like dreaming hypno uh, pompic or hypno pocket it's a dream state that's or a near-death experience. Drafts or cold spots are the main things for ghostly manifestation. We're going to do a little sound, so probably... What I'm going to do is put your hands on the table. Uh, so fingertips lightly on the table. Okay, we're asking any spirits to come forward.
We want to awaken your consciousness. I know you might be already awake, Jerry, but we want to make your energy more stronger, more predominant. Come towards us now, step forward. Or step back, come into our realm. Step out of the shadows and into the light. Step out of the light and into the shadows. What heavy is light, what light is heavy. The time is now, now is now, now shall be. So after three, we're going to say stars. One, two, three. Stars! So if you hear Jane from 1856, you can knock on the table. Knock on the walls, knock on the door, open the door. Tap one of us. And we also got these little instruments that pick up sound in real time. We can go back and play it. Jane, come forward. Okay, so for me, what I heard there was, it was to me like radio was coming through, you know, and not a spirited voice. Um, it was a radio sweep. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. every now and again. So I just heard static, mm-hmm. but I guess for these things, I do think you need to be more open-minded and fully invested, you know, because by me being sceptical, there's probably an invisible wall anyway to me being very receptive to something that could maybe yeah. be there. So for me, I just heard static. But obviously okay. then you've listened to an awful lot yeah. of the background noises. So was it just that particular section that you heard something? Let's have a little listen again. I just There's a couple of little bits that I need you to listen to so that you can actually hear it. Just, you just, there was a couple of bits. There was. I picked up on a couple of weird, funny noises. So what? So, so what did you pick up on? Okay. So do you want to just let's let's just play this part here? Okay. So you've just played another clip for me, Fiona, and I know that you're you're hearing something now. I did. To be fair, I did close my eyes and I did try and get invested to see whether I could hear anything. You're hearing a baby crying. Yeah, I could hear a baby crying. Can you not hear the baby no, crying? No, no. Mm-hmm. And we listened, and I actually even listened a few more times. Yeah. Um, and I'm I, convinced I there's a baby crying. I'm convinced there's a baby crying in the background. And I'm convinced as well, right, that there's some woman going, Illa, or something. And I couldn't I couldn't figure out what it was. But the the one thing is, is that the river near Capamore Castle is River okay. Bilboa. Wondering, is that like the river? Is she referring to the river possibly Hugh O'Grady walked into when he committed suicide? But is that not called the Black the Dead River? The Dead River, yeah. But And there's a Bilboa one as well. I, so d- maybe, I think it might be the same one. Oh, yeah. So maybe that was a reference point. And that was mm. in the clip we were just listening to? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. No, you see, for me, my mind is distracted by the frequency noise. I know. So I'm, I'm finding it hard to hear anything between that. Yeah. Um, and that's just because I'm very sensitive to sound. So, although you would think You're if I was... You're a very sensitive person, Nadia. <laughs> In that case, I should have probably heard other bits. But no, I'm just hearing the frequency. But um, I guess if you're listening and you are open to it and inviting of it then maybe you too will hear something that Fiona heard or even something that she didn't hear that mm. you'd like to elaborate on because yeah. obviously our senses are different everyone has different senses yeah, um, and different frequencies probably ourselves yeah. so maybe somebody might have heard something there too mm-hmm. um, but I guess to wrap up for you it was a very 
intense. Um, intense and you definitely felt like you had been visited or you definitely felt that there was presence there while we were doing the seance. I do, Nadia, and I'll be honest with you, I just, I I haven't been right since the, the, since the seance, to be honest with you. I haven't been right. I'm going to go and get a spiritual cleansing once this is all okay. done. Okay, so you feel I like was, that you took something away with it that you didn't leave behind. I Okay, I took six recorders with me. I brought six professional voice recorders from Live 95 with Live 95's permission, obviously. Thank you very much, Live 95. I put them in different places and I had them marked so that I knew that which one was for. And I also, I set them up around the place. And two of those recorders, their audio was completely corrupted. As in, you you wouldn't even want to play it now because it was just like completely fast forwardy, awkward. One of them, it was, it recorded a loop of a moment when we were setting up and everything was a little bit kind of intense and it was literally myself, Anthony and Anthony kind of going ah, ah, and it was like a really embarrassing part for me to hear okay. as in as if somebody was saying to you, would you listen to yourself, Fiona? Would you stop laughing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then the other one then was it was I think Can it was I ask all of about us. the yeah. two? So we, you put one into the what was that hole called again? The murder hole. The murder hole. Yeah. You placed one there and you placed one in that room. Actually, we have audio or sorry, we've got video recorded out also and yeah. it's going up on our that socials. That one came out fine, actually. That one. Those two were, came out OK. There was no yeah. funny interference on those ones because no. obviously they are part of the that original. That stayed as a background one. It was one of the older recorders. The old solid one was grand. Yeah. Uh, but the, nothing while we were doing the seance, those things didn't pick up anything no, or that they but, just stayed but that was used as a background recorder it was left in the murder hole and then when we went to do the seance it was left in the background yeah uh, nothing happened to that one my own one I brought my own little I have a little Zoom H2N and I used that to interview David and that all that audio turned out fine but yeah. the other one that was used to record the seance that had the audio thing. from that part yeah Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. a bit strange mm. that it was corrupted. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing that happened to me a couple of times that I have been doing the obituaries. Right. Inside and um, one day I felt like a piece of paper was after hitting me on the back of the head. Yeah. And I carried on reading and when I finished I turned around and there was nothing there. Okay. And it's happened a few times. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. I need to get a spiritual cleansing once this is all done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. wait. I, till... I'm just, I don't know. I'm getting maybe I'm just getting the jumps from doing a seance and trying to contact spirits and everything like that. But I am. Um, you yeah. feel like you're drawing something. You've something now has been this drawn on you, and mm. I'm very tired. I've lost my voice, <laughs> and I feel like I'm being harassed by spirits. So is, <laughs> this, a, is this a note to self that maybe this isn't the thing to be doing? Maybe they're saying, "Leave us alone. We were happy and dandy before you came along." And summoned us. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, spirits. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell your story, guys. Come on. Yeah. Well, I, on the other hand, when we were leaving, um, I had somebody with me for a part of my journey who I dropped off. And then I hopped in back into the car. And as I was driving home, oh my gosh, every, I, I thought there was spirits constantly in the back of the car. I had to actually stop making no myself. Well, no, as in like, you know, after you watch a horror, yeah. all of a sudden you think, oh my God, what if somebody crawled into the back of my car? So I, at one stage, I was like, cop yourself on. There is nothing going on in that back of that car or you're going to crash. But I, 
I only let that happen to me for the that one evening, and I said to myself, "That is it. I'm not going to dwell on this anymore. I'm not going to envisage that I have been possessed or that something has, you know, the periphery has followed me home. It's fine." So I I had a, an okay sleep, and then after my first night of sleep, then I just forgot about the whole thing, just to you know. So in that <laughs> respect, I, I'm kind of grateful that I didn't bring anything or any residual ghost home with me. Um, but look, I'm Leave happy. Alone, spirits. I don't touch the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't participate. I was just watching. But anyway, look, it was an experience. It was an absolutely yeah. breathtakingly, like hauntingly fabulous castle to visit. Yeah. It was a joy to meet David Thompson and hear his stories. And actually, what I will probably say is, um, as a final note from me, is that I was more um, affected by David's story than I actually was by the ghost hunters because mm. obviously that's a true to life story that happened yeah, yeah. as opposed to hoping to connect and to me mm-hmm. that really got my the goosebumps on yeah. me going um, and I thought wow okay that, that yeah. feels real so mm-hmm. yeah that was something that kind of really freaked me out <laughs> that's lovely so, um, a special yeah, thank you to David Thompson but also a special thank you to Ghost Era because they came all the way from Kerry to do all of this and like in fairness to them like what an amazing job they're they're really good at what they do. Hopefully they're not feeling as, as blue as you are <laughs> after the whole process. Okay, well, it's been a joy uh, with you, Fiona. And um, oh, just for next done. year, don't include me for any freaky seances. <laughs> I have done my duty for you, hopefully. And we'll keep it in Limerick City <laughs> next time. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just keep it me playing, you know, scary songs on the radio like Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going. Will you going. play Michael Jackson thriller for me, please, Nadia? I will, of course. It'll be on school anthems, especially for you, Fiona. Well, listen, get better soon. And um, thank you for letting me enjoy this experience with you. Oh, thanks for coming with me. Thank you for your support. <laughs> You're a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my duty. My duty here is done. <laughs>